Hi, this is Arizu and Megan. And you're listening to the Dio Diaries. What's up, y'all? Arizu and Megan here, and we are back with our 10th episode. Can't believe we've had 10 episodes already. Super crazy, but we are blessed to be sharing our medical school journey um, and sharing some of the things that we're learning as well. And this time around, we wanted to talk about DO versus MD because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Even before we started our journeys, I don't think I knew much about the differences except like OMM, which is the osteopathic manipulative medicine. Um, But yeah, we thought it would be super amazing for us to kind of delve, dive a little deeper and um, talk all DO versus MD. Okay, so why don't you get us started? In the United States, we have the path to becoming a physician. You have two options. Mm -hmm. You can um, go to an allopathic medical school or an osteopathic medical school. And Mm -hmm. so that's where you have your MD and DO distinction. Those are the degrees, the respective degrees that you can obtain from these different types of medical schools. So what is the difference and um, why is DO even a thing? Um, Mm -hmm. I guess the main thing is doctor of osteopathic medicine follows an osteopathic philosophy. And Mm -hmm. so um, the main difference is essentially like what we learn on top of what is taught in allopathic medical school. So just to dispel a few of the myths and misconceptions that there are about DOs, we can practice any branch of medicine. We're not, nothing like chiropractors, um, which is a common misconception. And I believe about somewhat close to 10% of practicing physicians in the United States are DOs. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're not restricted in any sort of, like I said, you can practice any specialty. You're not restricted um, in all 50 states, whether you can diagnose, prescribe, do surgery, yada, yada, yada. So Mm -hmm. um, it's essentially the same thing, but um, we can get into the nitty gritty about what are the key distinctions between a DO and MD, because there are quite a few, Um, but essentially just want to make sure that we get that out of the way. Um, Mm -hmm. DOs and MDs are equal in terms of their medical education and in terms of their qualifications for practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and that's on period. <laughs> yes. Um, and with that, I did want to kind of talk about the four main philosophy that, you know, they've pretty much, I think they taught us this like literally first week of classes and everything. Um, and that's that, you know, osteopathic medicine is very much so holistic and um, uses very hands-on manual manipulative medicine. One of the first, um, so there are four major tenets of um, this philosophy. The first one is that your body is a system and the person is a, um, I guess, encompassing model of mind, body, and spirit. So they're very much so interconnected. And I just love that because I feel like um, a lot of like, if you, if you think of it, like the mental health can easily influence how you like feel like, right. And it can present itself, uh, physically, for instance, you, if you're super stressed, um, you can have heart palpitations. That doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with your heart, but no, you're just in a state of stress. You're in a state of anxiety or hyper aroused. So I think that, um, statement very much so aligns with something like that. Um, the second one is that your body is, can self-regulate and it can self-heal and health maintain. And oh, this just like, you know, like literally gives me the jitters. And why? Because like 
Um, our body is so smart. It is super amazing and compensating. And sometimes it could be a bad thing as well. So for instance, like um, something like off topic a little bit, and that's like, if you have back pain, a lot of people think that, oh, it's my um, back that's like hurting. Like it's the problem is my back. But a lot of time that stems from weak glutes, especially gluteus uh, medius, right? Because your body is very much so um, amazing at compensating for it, right? So that's how it compensates, like by presenting itself at like something like back pain. And a lot of time, and with that statement again, that's why like I feel like a lot of DOs, not necessarily the first line of treatment is medication. Right. They kind of ask more questions from the patient and try to, you know, stick with natural, like, okay, let's try exercise, let's try this, um, because our body is very much so intelligent at healing itself. Um, so yeah. And then the third one, structure and function are interrelated. So um, that could be something like your like uh, structure and function, for instance, like your quad muscle, like contracting. I don't know when I, when I see that, like, I'm like your leg muscles, like the function is um, like what it's there. The function is more so related and like treating the function can affect the structure. So for instance, if you have a bad shoulder, like obviously like some of your uh, shoulder movements is going to be affected. Um, and that could be intertwined with the previous statement as well with, or the second tenet. And the last tenet is that our, um, we can truly like treat the patient based on the previous three tenets. So like do understand that um, our bodies are self-regulating and the mind, body, spirit of the patient is interconnected and, um, you know, structure and uh, function are, um, you know, interrelated. So I, I just like these four uh, major pillars of osteopathic medicine is it's super beautiful to me because, you know, it, I think it just puts such a holistic message out there that we're not just these bodies walking around, that we're not just like these bodies walking around that if we have chest pain, okay, here's, um, some heart medicine for that. Oh, you have this problem. Here's medication to fix it. But we need to dive deeper. We need to see what's going on in the patient's, um, in the patient's background, in their life, and all that. So yeah. I think yeah, I agree. I think one of the biggest distinctions that separates DOs from MDs, not to say that MDs can't are not capable um, or don't practice, you know, this holistic mm -hmm. approach to medicine, um, but just so much, just in the sense that like DOs are taught. Are from day one to approach medicine with this way of thinking mm -hmm. that, you know, if someone approaches you, um, presents with certain issues, like Megan, the example of the heart palpitations, you're not going to immediately look strictly at the physiological indicators of what could be wrong, but you're going to assess their lifestyle. You're going to assess the stressors in their life, their occupation, their family situation, their mm -hmm. financial situation, their you know, mental wellness, um, all of these different factors before making your assessment and before, you know, prescribing whatever medication. And I think that, I think that sort of, um, approach to medicine is what drew both of us to this field, mm -hmm. um, because we're very much so wanting to help people in the best way possible. And that's not necessarily throwing pharmaceuticals at your patient. Something that I forgot to say, and I think if we had our previous OPP professor would be super mad at me. <laughs> Gotta say that osteopathic medicine was first introduced by Dr. Andrew Taylor still in 1874. Okay, now we can <laughs> now my soul can rest in peace. Shout out to Dr. Danto, Danto for drilling yeah. that into our heads. Yes. Um, but yeah, and I think another thing that we didn't really discuss too much was um, actual the actual practice of OMM. And so that's mm -hmm. osteopathic manipulative medicine. 
Um, and so that's actually the practice of manipulating the body with your hands to um, either reduce tension, reduce pain, um, all of those different things. I think Megan is a better advocate for OMM. Uh, she gets too excited in the OMM lab. I do. I love it. I lo- it's just like, it's such a good break, like from just sitting on your butt and just like learning the basic sciences. No, and it like, is I- fun to be hands on yeah. and actually get to yeah. know the human body for what it mm-hmm. is and actually get to feel tactile, you know, what we're doing to the body um, yeah. and, and actually be able to see some difference when we do certain manipulations is really exciting. Um, so I, I know like, you know, some people are very much so against OMM and some other people like, you know, on the other side, but one of the biggest reasons that I love OMM, it's because um, I'm a very hands-on person, right? And like, when I see something, things start making sense. And um, like, aside from like going to the techniques, one of the first reasons is that I know in the future, I will have like we as osteopathic medical students, we will have um, almost a leg up compared to our um, MD colleagues on patient interaction because we've literally from day one, we've been like palpating and like absolutely each other. So it's like you're not weird about like, whoa, I'm about to like touch someone in their personal space. And you're comfortable with asking for consent and using those verbal cues to assess whether, okay, can I touch you on your, Mm -hmm. I'm going to touch your lower back. Okay, I'm going to like perform this sort of technique on you. And like you said, it, it enhances our patient interaction skills miles, Mm -hmm. miles ahead of our MD counterparts, I think. Yeah. And, um, the second thing with, uh, OMM is like the OMT, which is like the treatment that I really enjoy. And I like, again, understand that it's not a long-term thing, but I'm a very big person on like, not medication doesn't have to be the first line of treatment. And I think like when you understand that what each tissue is supposed to feel like, what is muscle, what is like fascia, and um, you you get to understand what is normal under your fingertips, what is abnormal, what is tight, what is not tight. Like, I just find that to be so empowering because you can just touch someone's traps and be like, this person is stressed. And like, I kid you not, I remember, I think this was like second month of our like OMM lab. And we we're um, our professor, Dr. Romero was doing a technique on me. And she was like, Megan, you're very tight. Like, she was like, are, like, you need to just relax. And that day, particularly, like I was, there was just a lot going on. I was super stressed. And I was like, just holding back tears because she said that. And I was like, whoa, she like just touched my body and she figured that out. So I was like, I want to get to that point because when a patient presents itself and if I can just like do that, you know, while they're sharing their story, I can just hold, I can understand like there just something might be going on. Like I can almost better understand their physical history that I can better understand their chief complaint, but also like, I might be able to like dive a bit deeper or focus on something that I wouldn't have thought to focus on that. Like I can feel based on this like palpation, but also OMT I think is amazing because like we as like human beings say this a lot, like not everyone seeks long-term pleasure and like those short-term um, feel good things. Like that's why you go on social media. That's why like you feel sad, just open up Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And I feel like if a patient comes in, you do OMT and they feel even a little bit better. Like that just helps them to leave your office like much happier. And um, even though if it like lasts for a day, but it's just like, I don't know. I think like if I were to be in a patient's shoe, like there are so many times that I've like done techniques, like someone has done technique on me and I'm like, 
whoa, I feel like <laughs> relaxed. Right. And I just love that. I'm like, if the patient comes in super stressed and if I can just like take that away as I'm gathering story, gathering what's going on. And I think this definitely depends on the field that you go. Like if I choose to go to like physical medicine and rehabilitation, which is PM&R, this would fit perfectly. Right. Yeah. Also, you can learn a lot more about your patient's body. Cause it's like, Oh, someone has like back pain. Like I can, or their sacrum hurts. Like I can feel what their sacrum is doing. I can like make a diagnosis. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why. And I just love human body and I love to be hands-on. So I think that's, those are like the two main things. We may have touched a little bit on this, like in our introduction, but we didn't like truly dive in, but why did you choose to become a DO or a zoo? <laughs> I think I learned about DO sometime in undergrad. And I thought it was, I was super intrigued by it just because of the whole philosophy of, I think what drew me mostly was more mm -hmm. of the holistic approach to medicine, being an immigrant and um, growing up low income and all those things, you really do see how external factors affect you. And so my whole philosophy of wanting to go into medicine was to bring those things into my practice and take account of those things. And so mm -hmm. when I discovered, you know, what is a DO um, and I actually went to go see a DO myself, Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, I think this is actually better suited to me than an MD, education MD. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of why I applied pretty evenly across MDs and DOs. Like, we learn everything that an MD does and then some, and mm -hmm. I feel like the then some is kind of what brings it all together. If you don't know how to tie in all of those external factors or even really ask about those things, then you're not going to get a complete picture of who the patient is. And then you're really doing a disservice to your patient. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what brought me to this philosophy is just that it aligns per with my personal goals and personal mission of wanting to um, treat the whole patient and not just their symptoms. I, I think like pretty much our, the reasoning is very, for me is very much so similar to what you shared. Um, like I was never, I don't know. I was never the biggest person that, oh, my head hurts. Let me take ibuprofen. Let me take Advil. Let me do this. It was more so like, okay, let me go take a walk. Let me go take a nap. Like more so the natural, the osteopathic medicine very much so emphasizes that by talking about Absolutely. mind, body, spirit, by talking about our body is self-healing, can be self-regulated. Um, and just that holistic approach, like I am a huge believer that um, I forgot what the word is. It's a model, not socioeconomic. The uh, biopsychosocial model. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The biopsychosocial model is a very real thing. You know, a lot of people like, and that's basically mind, body, spirit, right? And it's just how, how you think, how the, the struggles that you go through, all of that affects, um, affects the, the disease that you're experiencing or right. can like lead to literally even a disease as well. Um, so that to me just made very much so sense and the osteopath osteopathic philosophy very much so aligned with that. And I think even OMM was very attractive to me because I come from a very active background, you know, runner and then, like or swimmer and runner and like now I'm like into weight training. Um, and OMM, like with those things, like manipulating and all of that, it just like, it, it was like that fun little break that I wanted because like there was a time that I thought about PT and then I was like but I still want to be able to be in medicine so like OMM was like or just DO is this perfect combination of like you're a 
like allopathic physician, but not really. You get a little bit of PT stuff in there. You even get a little bit of like naturopathy mm-hmm. in there, like depending on your school. Like I know, for instance, um, there is a school in um, San Antonio, or UIW Medical School. Like they literally, a lot of the medications they learn, it's all herbal stuff. And I'm like, that is so yeah, cool. Like, that's dope. Yeah. And like, hopefully we have, we'll get that elective eventually. But I'm like, you know, like, this is something that you probably wouldn't learn in an MD school. Like mm-hmm. these are stuff that is important to me and I value. So right. The percent I think we yeah. kind of deal for similar reasons. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like everything you said about, you know, um, not resorting to like pharmaceuticals as your first line of treatment. That's absolutely was the same case in my household as well. Like, yeah. um, you know, making sure that, you know, we had other sort of remedies in our household that we would use for a headache or a nausea or whatever the case mm-hmm. was. And I think that kind of influence also made me realize I didn't want to just be like a pill pusher or whatever. Yeah. And I thought what you said about the whole OMM thing was really beautiful as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, we do have similar reasons for going into it. And I also think another thing is not just the curriculum you're learning, but also the type of people you're around. I think DO schools attract the like-minded people, people that are also interested in similar things that do care about. Cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, that also is probably the case, actually. Yeah. Um, but just people that, you know, care about nutrition, care about, you know, lifestyle modifications, care about, um, you know, looking at the holistic, the whole person and the well-being of the whole person, rather. Um, and so it's nice to actually be at school with people that have expertise from a lot of other areas and not just the people that are just strictly you know science people love that yeah we are pretty big on preventative medicine and like that is and for me also functional medicine I forgot that too yeah and those are um, definitely things that um, I feel like just do like our our program like automatically touches on and I understand like um, like MD schools have started to kind of incorporate more and more of uh, like just teaching the students about preventative medicine since obesity is now a pandemic and um it's not just like you know I'm from Texas it's not just like local Texas it's literally all throughout states and something that all healthcare providers are now having to um they will encounter so yeah but yeah we are two proud DO students I think we're both really glad happy with our decisions to be DO students and I think that um you know, really happy to have um, come to a school where they really emphasize the DO philosophy. And it's, um, you know, we do spend quite a bit of time learning OMM because it is such a valuable tool to have in your toolkit. And I feel like another thing that I forgot to touch on with OMM, even though I'm not like the biggest fan of OMM, um, what initially drew me to OMM was the fact that you can literally heal with your hands. There are times and places where you won't have access to medicine and the tools you need to um, administer relief to a patient. Mm -hmm. And so having those tools like in your hands is really exciting to me. Um, Because even if you said it's not something long term that can essentially Mm -hmm. that might not be able to completely heal them. It's something that can provide some immediate relief. And that in itself is such a beautiful, useful thing. Love that. Um, That's a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in um, and we'll see y'all at our next episode. (laughs) Bye.